Well, hello there, FC Dallas Curious fan, and welcome to another edition of Third Degree, the podcast. Last week, we stepped away from Frisco to talk to Denton Diablo's owner, Damon Gochner, but we'll be a little closer to Torrey Stadium this week as we talk with FC Dallas's EMLS player, Ehab I9Ebs Abu Neil. Uh, thanks for joining us, uh, Ihab, and, and welcome to the podcast. Thank yeah. you for having me. So the first thing, uh, first thing we always we always seem to do with with every guest is uh, the soccer story. Everyone in the US, uh, you know, they have their story of how they came to to love the game, get into it, and 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 their teams. So uh, so so, what is your story? So I grew up playing soccer the second I could obviously, you know, kick a ball. Um, me and my brother used to always, you know, like inside the house, just be kicking the ball around. I remember actually my first, I guess, soccer ball that I remember having was like a little plush soccer ball that we got from a Dallas Burn game at the Cotton Bowl. So uh, my dad took us, like me, my brother, my cousins, and like my uncle and all that stuff. We went to, <clears throat> I remember it was Dallas Burn versus DC United. And, um, you know, we were like, we, it was like they were giving like this plush soccer ball and we brought it home and we were just like kicking it nonstop and just playing around with it. And like, I remember actually to the point to where I, me and my, like, I got so competitive at such a young age that, like, I would do anything to win. Like, I actually kicked my brother in the face because he went, you know, for the ball. Uh, so we used to do, like, at our, in our house, we used to do a, like, you know, the, like, you know how the soccer, the shootout style used to be back in MLS, like, whenever it first started off, that's what we used to do. So the goal used to be, like, the entrance of the hallway and everything like that, so... You know, I my brother went for the ball. He he was goalie, and like I just kicked him right in the face, and it was like, like I I just enjoyed playing soccer like from that young of an age. And then, uh, you know, my parents signed me up for a team, and uh, you know I was I was actually really good. Like I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything, but uh, you know, like parent my parents still tell the story to this day about how. You know, parents of other teams would come up and ask for my birth certificate because I was taller than all the other boys, you know, that I was playing against. And, like, I was just dominating everybody. So uh, whenever I got of, you know, I kept on playing growing up and all that stuff. And then I actually ended up playing for the Dallas Magpies, who was a select team here in Dallas. But they obviously disbanded and all that stuff. So... You know, it was cool. Uh, that's pretty much how I got started. Obviously, you know, my fandom for Dallas or FC Dallas started back with Dallas Burn ever since I went to the games. I was absolutely terrified of fireworks, but, you know, I just loved going out to the Cotton Bowl with my, my family and all that stuff, and it was always a great time. So, so you're like 27, right? Yeah, I'm 27. So you are really pretty much a, a lifelong FC Dallas slash Dallas Burn fan? Yeah, absolutely, as long as I can remember. Um like, I mean, I don't remember, like, obviously, you know, like, the inaugural season or anything like that. I just remember, you know, being maybe four or five and going to, like, my first Dallas Burn game, and it just completely changed my life. Um, you know, so the fandom definitely started from there. You know, I have, like, so many memories of just going to games with, you know, my uncle. I have, like, an uncle who's, like, a couple years older than me, and, you know, he was... I don't, I can't, he was like, not even like, he was maybe 13 years old, and like, I was like 9, and my brother was 11, 
and it would just be us going on a dart train, going to like the Dallas Burn games, telling our parents, "Yeah, we're gonna go do this. We're, you know, we're gonna go hang out with other, you know, like our other cousins or something like that." And then we would literally just, you know, sneak off to the dart, take the dart from Plano all the way to downtown Dallas, and like we also we had no no cell phones back then because you know cell phones were really big back then. So you know, I've, I've definitely put my life on the line a couple times for. Uh, for Dallas Burn and uh, FC Dallas. <laughs> I can almost hear people complaining that you can't get the dart to Frisco now. Yeah, you know, it was uh, it was it was a cool, you know, cool experience definitely. Um you know, I just definitely remember doing that and being scared, you know, cuz like we would like sometimes like we would have to take like the bus as well, you know, after like the after the train and everything like that. So it was kind of crazy, like, looking back on it. Like, I would never let my kids do that in a million years, what, what we used to do. So, uh, you know, it was, it was a cool experience, though, for sure. Definitely. And uh, I seem to remember from the uh, the press release back in December, uh, the story that you met your wife at the uh, the Open Cup final. Yeah. Uh, so um, my cousin was telling like she was like hey i have a friend she wants to go to the game um you know uh and we like we had like extra tickets and all that stuff like <clears throat> we were like a like a co-ed team co-ed intramural or not intramural uh co-ed soccer team like through dallas and my cousin said hey i have a friend that wants to go but you know we have extra tickets and some people like aren't coming can like she have a ticket i was like yeah sure no problem and me and her ended up sitting next to each other and we just honestly just hit it off and all that stuff. So, yeah, that story is true. We met each other at the FC Dallas game and uh, still going strong. And uh, everything's, you know, working out. <laughs> That's always good. Uh, so do you go to games together now? Yeah, we do. Uh, we we went to the last game before the season uh, got postponed. Uh, so we went to... The Montreal game, you know, obviously as a lifelong Arsenal fan as well. Actually, I've been a longer fan of FC Dallas than obviously Arsenal, but uh, Thierry Henry was obviously is coaching Montreal, so it was like obviously a dream to see him like live and all that stuff, like even though he was just coaching. But, you know, that was the last game that we went to. Um, and then even the year before, we would go like to games here and there, uh, you know, whenever like we, were, we weren't as busy or anything like that. We love going to games. Uh, you know, it's just a great time to get out of the house, watch some, you know, good soccer and all that stuff. Definitely. And it's awesome that, you you know, you have that together. And that yeah. it's, mm-hmm. you know, all, all good memories uh, sort of rooted in that. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, uh, you know, people, we tell people, uh, you know, that's how we met. And they're just like, yeah, it just it's, you guys are just match made in heaven. And we're just like, yeah, we, we are. <laughs> Yeah, it's good, especially in the Tinder age, you know. Yeah, you know that's you know you you hear about a lot of people meeting each other through Tinder, through all these apps and all that stuff. But you know we met each other the the, the old fashioned way, I guess you could say. Definitely, <laughs> always good to have that have a cool story yeah, to mm-hmm. tell. Um, and obviously, you know the the other factor is, you know you're a, you're a FIFA pro. Um, so, so how did you how did you get into playing FIFA and like you know how, how I guess which which year's game was the first one you had? So I remember playing FIFA 
back in FIFA, like, 98, FIFA 99, you know, all those games. Um, and, you know, it definitely, like, grew on me because that's obviously I played the sport. I loved the sport. I loved video games and all that stuff early on as a kid. And, like, I would even do, like, the craziest things. Like, if I couldn't afford, obviously, like, my parents didn't really care if I, like, played the games or anything like that. But, you know, I wanted to, like, buy my own games. Um, so if I couldn't afford a FIFA game, I would go, like, rent it for as long as I could. Obviously not being, like, a smart financial kid at the time, not knowing that, you know, if you went to Blockbuster, you got a game, you kept it for three months, you know, playing it nonstop, eventually Blockbuster's going to charge you late fees, all that stuff, and you just have to end up paying for it. So my parents ended up just paying for it and all that stuff, but I used to do that for almost every FIFA, you know. I, I just never knew. I was just like, oh, well, you know, we ended up getting the game for free, but in reality, I was, you know making blockbuster wait three months to even you know do anything you know so you know that started uh my fandom with uh, fifa for sure um and then as i went off to college and all that stuff because i went to texas tech i never played fifa i mean i played it like with my friends here and there but it was never like a competitive thing i never played ultimate team um, i would just like buy fifa at the start of the year play with my friends whenever they wanted to play like get up to season one or Division one in uh, seasons and just, uh, you know, after that, just sell the game off after I got kind of done with it. And then, um, you know, after me and my wife got married, my brother-in-law told me, you should try FIFA Ultimate Team. And actually, it was like before me and my wife got married, like, you know, whenever like we were about to get married, he told me you should try Ultimate Team. I was like, ah, I know about it. It's confusing. No thanks. Like, I didn't understand, like, the chemistry aspect, all that stuff. So... You know, I didn't try it out, and then I eventually said, you know what, I got some time right now. Like, I think I was, like, sick or something like that, so I had, like, a week off from work. So I just, you know, got into it, and I got into it really heavy. I ended up breaking my heel as well, um, and me and my wife were supposed to go to Disney World, like, in two weeks. Not even two weeks, like, ten days. So I broke my heel. I had no idea I had a broken heel. I was walking around on it. I was doing whatever I could. I was just like, it hurts really badly, but what am I going to do? You know, it is what it is. I don't want to go to the doctor. I hate going to the doctor. So um, we went to Disney, and, you know, my sister came with us, and so I couldn't hang at the parks all day. My foot was killing me. I would go for about a few hours, all that stuff, and I would come back to the hotel while my sister and my wife were at the parks and I would literally just be watching Ultimate Team videos on how to do this, like what is Ultimate Team and all that stuff. So we came back from Orlando and that's it. I honestly just like got into it, started like opening packs, started doing all this stuff here and there. And then within like two months of me playing Ultimate Team consistently and, like, qualifying for Weekend League and all that stuff, I was getting top 100. And so, I, like, I was obviously knew I was good, but to get top 100 in the world, at, you know, so early on, it's just kind of crazy. So that's honestly how it started. And, uh, you know, it's I've been climbing the ladder ever since, to be honest. Uh, FIFA 19 was definitely probably my, obviously, my first year at the very beginning of the game. Um... And, you know, I was playing in qualifiers, and, like, I was so close to qualifying for so many events. I was, like, 
one game away from qualifying to like London, Barcelona, like Budapest, out everywhere, you know. So I just unfortunately like I never got a chance to attend an event due to you know just coming up short in the last game. Like I've had so many heartbreaking stories. Um, so you know it's kind of sad. And then you know obviously FIFA 20 came out. I kept my momentum going, and you know I, my name was out there. So FC Dallas reached out to me, and then that's how I became the MLS Pro. Very long story. Very, very long story. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, there wasn't like a uh, w- when you came to join FC Dallas. There wasn't like a. I'm trying to think even what the what the phrase would be. Like uh, there wasn't like a, you know, win a tournament and get in or get noticed or anything. It was just they they were act- actively, you know, looking at, at players in the area. Yeah, so there was no tournament or anything like that. Um, and I'm not trying to toot my own horn, and I will say this, and I I will mean it. I kind of feel like the reason why FC Dallas picked me without having to, you know, do a tournament like some other teams did and all that stuff was honestly just due to the fact that I had such a good reputation in the FIFA community. Um, so many people, like, gave my name out to FC Dallas, apparently. Um so that's like one of the like the EMLS turnover guys, um, Edward. You know, uh, he knew about me. He's been following me since like FIFA, eight, FIFA like eighteen. Whenever I like was hitting top one hundreds and all that stuff, and so he knew about me. And then he goes, "Hey, like I already like I heard from like my other pro friends that Alan Avi wasn't going to be resigning or something was going on." And so I said, okay, like, I'm going to get on it. And then I told him, hey, I'm interested. Uh, and because um, I was supposed to actually play in the Sporting Kansas City tournament for their EMLS Pro spot. But then I decided I don't want to represent any club that's not FC Dallas. I want to represent my club because FC Dallas is what I know, what I've always supported. And it would just kind of feel wrong wearing a different badge. So I told him, I was like, hey, um, I don't. Can you tell Sporting Kansas City I don't want to play in their tournament anymore and I just want to pursue the FC Dallas thing? And then he said, yeah, actually FC Dallas already has you on their list, so I'll be, uh, they'll be in touch with you soon. And then that's pretty much how uh, it just you know, went about. And I honestly feel like I'm kind of... like I'll, I'll, From FIFA 19, there was no one in the Dallas area, and even FIFA 20, there was no one in the Dallas area that accomplished what I accomplished and was having, like, the success in terms of, like, qualifiers and being considered one of the best players in North America um, at the time, which I really was. That's what that's the crazy part about it. On FIFA 19, I was always finishing, like, top three in qualifiers and all that stuff, beating some of the best people in, the, in North America themselves. So, you know, it's kind of crazy and surreal, but, you know, things happen for a reason. Definitely. And I guess uh, just, just for context for people that aren't, too familiar with with FIFA and Ultimate Team, uh, you know when you talk about things like Weekend League, that's uh, mm-hmm. you know you you you're putting together your team um, based on on card packs, um, applying things like chemistry to them to to sort of improve certain ratings, and then and then you're playing other players in it's thirty games, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's thirty games. Uh, FIFA eighteen and seventeen, it was forty games. Oh wow! But yeah. They, they lowered it. I mean, like top one hundred, pretty much now means you won all thirty games. Yeah. So on PlayStation, 
you could go 30 and 0 and you might not even get top 100. That's the worst part about it. So I was on PlayStation for uh, like, you know, after I signed with, I, I, so I've always been on Xbox. I ended up signing with, or whenever I signed with FC Dallas, they wanted me on PlayStation. Like, I'm not sure as to really why. Uh, maybe just like to get used to like the controllers and all that stuff. Which like after I got used to the controllers, I was like, okay. So I moved back to Xbox and PlayStation. I was dropping like 29 and ones. You know, I got a couple. I got a 30, you know, and I got top 100 and all that stuff on PlayStation. But on Xbox, I just kind of feel like the comp. I might get I might get roasted by a lot of people for saying this, but the competition on Xbox is a lot harder than the competition on PlayStation, because the competition on PlayStation there's so many casual players. Xbox, the people that are on Xbox stuck with Xbox on FIFA, even though it has a like a more expensive market, less transfers and all that stuff, like less you know players you can buy and all that stuff compared to PlayStation. So. You know, I just kind of felt like FIFA was like a good, uh, I mean, Xbox was like a good way to like keep my skills going forward for the rest of the season. And then unfortunately, you know, our EMLS season got cut short. So um, I'm hoping to keep the momentum going into next year. Are there many uh, tournaments that that involve uh, going cross-platform at all? No, unfortunately, that's the biggest thing, is that FIFA needs to get with the times and start being cross-platform um, somehow, some way. Like, there's no cross-platform and everything. So it's Xbox versus Xbox, PlayStation versus PlayStation, and all that stuff. So it's a little sad because I feel like, you know, you could end the debate once and for all, but someone that's played multiple... You know, I've played a 1,000 games on both PlayStation and Xbox on FIFA 20. And I will 100% say that the people on Xbox are better than the people on PlayStation. Well, I, I, I play on PlayStation, so I'm <laughs> going to just cry myself to sleep tonight then. <laughs> well, sorry about that. But yeah, like, in, I want to definitely say, like, in, like, the upper tier level in terms of, oh, you know, like, on Weekend League and all that stuff, like, you have people that are... You know, like, the elite players on Xbox are different than the elite players on PlayStation, in my opinion. Interesting. Um, do, you, do you know that um, if, you know, many other of the EMLS players, uh, you know, play both? Or are they all PlayStation? Uh, I know I know a lot of them that actually play either both or just are on Xbox by itself. Um, most of them are on PlayStation, uh, but a lot of them are also on Xbox. Um, it's... It's you know you got you got a good split. You don't have everybody on one console, which is good because like you know if we still have to play each other, like we still end up matching each other. It's always a good. It's always fun playing uh, another EMLS player just because you know bragging rights are on the line. You know definitely. You uh, you obviously had the uh, EMLS tournament special uh, with uh, <laughs> Fafa Pico. You know um, really unfortunate that uh, Sean Johnson was just insane and uh nabbed that golden goal against fafa Mm -hmm. um how was that experience it was crazy honestly um you know if you would have told me like two months ago hey you're gonna be on television i'd be like what are you talking about like did i like did i do something like did i do something amazing or something like did i win an award or you know but it's just you know playing with like you know fafa and then talking with also like the likes of like Sean Johnson and you know you know just like like MLS players just and like also their national team players you know they're not just you know 
anybody. They're national team players, and, you know, it's just, like, you just listen to them talk just because, like, you realize, okay, they, they are like us, you know, like, they're, you know, have how they respect or, like, how we respect their game for what they do on the real pitch. They respect our game, what we do on the virtual pitch. So, you know, it was, it was really cool, um, you know, I feel like, you know, me and Fafa were texting during the, uh, when, during the taping and, or during the, whenever we were watching it, and me and him both just got so upset, we were like, dang, man, like, we had it, like, we both played really, really well, um, you know, we just couldn't put the ball in the back of the net, and that was, you know, the toughest thing about it, uh, just seeing all the chances that we missed, and, like, especially me, someone that's so critical on my game, and I know Fafa is also very critical on his game, even, you know, on, in real life, and I'm sure it translates to FIFA, like, we wanted to win so bad, me and Fafa were practicing, we were doing all the things, and I feel like we honestly deserved more than, you know, that, uh, we were playing insane, uh, the ball just didn't go in the back of the net. Yeah, it was, it was, it was nuts, uh, mm-hmm. you know, Week three and had gone through all the games and not had a, a goalless game so far, and then you get four in a row. I mean, how right. does that happen? You know, like, I kind of wish they showed more of the Houston game, like, for both me and Fafa, because I had a lot of chances that they didn't even show. Um, the ball just wouldn't go in the back of the net, and same with Fafa. Like, Fafa had a few chances as well, and, uh, you know, I just... Like, we're, like, I remember just, like, me and him just talking about it after. We were just like, dang, like, we should have scored so many goals, like, especially in the Houston game. Like, the Houston game should have never have gone into, uh, you know, golden goal. Um, There was a chance that I had. I had a breakaway in the Houston game. It was very early on. They just never showed it. And, uh, you know, my Houston, uh, Mamito, the Houston opponent, was just holding the ball. And I'm kind of, so I'm kind of glad they didn't show that part, I guess, because, yeah, he was, like, the first, I don't, I can't, I don't know how long it was, but honestly, I don't think I touched the ball for the first, like, 25 in-game minutes in the second half, um, just because he was just passing the ball in the back and all that stuff, so, you know, the New York City game was definitely close, um, I feel like I had a lot of chances, you know, Fafa had a lot of chances, he hit the post as well. You know, like, he was he was slinging them in there. They should have gone in, but, you know, Sean's a great keeper in real life and in FIFA. So, you know, they just kind of got that. Uh, the fact that I held Diddy to no goals as well, and I feel like I deserved that win against Diddy, and I can tell him that, and I will tell him that. I feel like I was playing really good. I was listening to the announcers. They were saying that I had no chance and Diddy was going to take it. But I feel like I locked Diddy up. I had more chances than he did. He had maybe like one or two, but I feel like I had like three or four. So, you know, it's it, it was tough. Uh, but, you know, all things considered, it was, a, it was a great experience for sure. Definitely. And I think, you know, uh, for, for the context of it, you had you, you had the better of uh, an MLS Cup winner and a UEFA Champions League finalist. I mean, that's, yeah. that, that's, that's pretty cool. Exactly, you know, and I mean, even then, like Diddy, you know, he was he won the uh, the virtual Champions League last year. Oh, I th- sorry, I thought he was runner up in that. Okay, no, no, then oh, the, yeah, yeah, no, he, then yeah, a Champions League winner. <laughs> yeah, so he won the Champions League last year, FIFA nineteen. So you know, it's 
It's crazy. Um, you know, he he's obviously a great guy, great player as well. So it was it was fun for sure. Definitely, it was. Uh, yeah, it was, it was it was nuts. I mean, that uh, it it was a little bit aggravating when every game cut in in like the twenty sixth minute. Or so mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I want to see the, I want to see that early stage. Whenever I play against anyone, which I'm not a big online player, so it's kind of rare. But whether mm-hmm. it's FIFA or uh, you know any of the first person shooter games or anything, you know those first few minutes you're kind of feeling it out, and it's it's. I think if you ever watch any streams, that's kind of the in- interesting part to see how people set up. Um, that, you know, that's been nice. Yeah, that's you're you're spot on completely. I mean, you know, uh, like that's what we do in qualifiers. Every game in the first half of qualifiers is you and your opponent just figuring each other out. There's no way that a game will be done by the first half of the qualifier. Like. Everybody's just playing it slow, seeing what their opponent does, picking them apart, trying to, you know. And then that's that's how I play, especially. So that's why I guess, like, I guess I didn't have as much success in EMLS in Philadelphia and Portland. Is due to the fact it's only one game against each person, right? So in qualifiers, you're, you get two games. You play the first leg and second leg. Obviously, it's aggregate. And, you know, first game, you're just, like, you're not, like, doing too much crazy stuff. You're just, like, trying to, you know, take, like, a two-goal lead maybe. Or if you're down by one, okay, that's not the end of the world. You know that second game, you know how to do it. But, you know, at the EMLS tournaments, you know, you only get one game to play someone. So I just didn't even really have, like, a a good – especially in, in uh, Philly. So – Portland, I played a lot better in Portland than I did in Philly. And in Philly, I had no idea what I was doing because it was only one game. I had no idea how to really approach the game. So am I going to go attacking? Am I going to go this? And then Portland, you know, I just kind of feel like there was probably four games in Portland that I should have won that I ended up either tying or losing. And those four games, if I would have won those four games, I would have been at the live event. So it's really tough. Uh, but you learn a lot definitely playing against, like, the best players people in north america definitely it's kind of interesting as well where it's like an in-person tournament and i remember at least from i didn't get to go to the uh the series last year at the stadium Mm -hmm. um but i remember seeing how they had it set up and it was like a it was like a a land set up in the locker room and everyone is like shoulder to shoulder playing on an individual Mm -hmm. monitor it just it seemed it seemed kind of chaotic it, it really is. Uh, that's another thing. Like, that was a big wake-up call for me whenever I, in Philly, because it was my first, like, LAN tournament. And obviously LAN is everybody, like, is in the same room, same everything. And you got people screaming to your right, to your left, banging on the desk whenever they miss a chance and you're in the middle of the game. And it's, like, they tell people not to do that, but some people, are, like, they start screaming, they start doing this. They don't care if you scream. You can cuss your brains out. The Chicago player did nothing but cuss. Like, everybody heard him. And that kind of just, like, throws you off. You know, because, like, especially, like, whenever you're used to playing. Like, for me, you're just used to playing, like, in your office, in your game room, your man cave, whatever it may be. And you just have your headphones on and you're just chilling by yourself. You know, you're not, you don't have to worry about someone next to you, to your right, to your left, behind you, anything. You go to these events and there's people all around you, in front of you, behind you, to your right, to your left, diagonally. You know, it's 
like everywhere there's people around you and you're just trying to play. So that was a big wake up call for me in Philly. Um, I was not expecting that. And uh, Portland, you know, I feel like I played so much better and it just unfortunately just didn't work out in my favor. So in Portland, uh, how was it set up in in the stadium? Was it kind of like that whole locker room deal, or was there? Um, in but so both places, so in Philly and in Portland, they were both like in the clubhouses. So uh, clubhouses overlooking the field. So I mean, you could see everything. Like it was it was really nice. Like they were both like it was really nice setup for both of them. It's just whenever I went to Portland, I was more prepared for that mentally. And I also brought headphones. <laughs> Whenever I was in Philly, I didn't bring headphones. I just had no- normal AirPods that people could scream through, people could do- distract me through, all that stuff. So whenever I went to Portland, I just had, like, noise-canceling headphones, turned them up max, you know. I just did not want to hear anything outside of, uh, you know, my thoughts and all that stuff. So, you know, it was it was... Better, I want to say it was better in Portland because also in Philly we had a lot of disconnects. So, like, we were literally being a random middle of a game. You know, you could honestly be on. I was on an attacking chance, and the game just disconnected for like everybody. And it just, you know, stuff like that happened in Portland. We didn't run into any of those problems. It was pretty smooth sailing the whole time. Wow, that's, uh, that's, that's, that's rough. Yeah, it's, uh, <laughs> it's crazy. Like, people, you know, like, don't really realize that. You know, there's a lot of stuff that goes on in the back of the scenes that people might not know. Um, but, you know, it's it's definitely a good memory. Um, you know, it's it's a crazy to think that, you know, I get to represent FC Dallas. I really wish, like, I'm a very competitive person. I wanted nothing more than to win and bring home it, whatever, like that championship, that fiddle won both times. Nothing that I wanted more than that. And, you know, I would love a chance at redemption. I'm a little upset that the season got cut short due to, you know, what's going on. But, you know, I'm taking this time to prepare just in case they do something. Something's on call, whatever happens, I'm ready to go. You mentioned uh, fiddle winning uh, series one and two. Uh, last year it was uh, Dulster, who uh, mm-hmm. uh, just winning everything. In, what, what kind of is it? It seems to be like a, a whole form factor. Is it just uh, kind of who reacts best at the time, or who's, or, or are there really the nuances in in each uh, each season's game? Um, I would definitely say that. If you're feeling it, if you're if you're confident going into, not just confident, if you're playing well, um, you know, like for example, like yeah, I guess your form does kind of like you have to be like spot on, like the like going into it. Um, like for example, for the taping for the uh, event for the EMLS special, I feel like I was playing really well because the weekend prior to it, I was playing out of my mind. I even texted Fafa. I said, listen. I'm confident in how I'm playing defensively. I just played a full weekend league, finished 29-1, and and I think I allowed a total of, like, 12 goals all weekend. So I was like, I'm very confident. I'm playing really good defensively, and I feel like that showed as well during the EMLS uh, tournament special. So going into, like, Fiddle and Dulsta, yeah, you could definitely say that they were also, like, feeling themselves. Like, they knew what they were doing was right, don't change it. Their confidence was at a sky high, 
And, you know, like, obviously FIFA also does require some luck, and sometimes the luck is just bouncing your way, you know. So, um, you know, Fiddle kept his head. He's a great player, very great player. Uh, and, you know, he brought it home both times. Oh, and I probably should have said it at the time, but I really appreciate the uh, the the Chicago stuff. You know, maybe we should get, like, an E Brimstone Cup going there. Yeah, I mean, I just actually beat him. Um during the, I'm not sure if you, uh, during the Etsy Dallas charity stream last Saturday, the Saturday that just passed, um, I beat him. So right now, technically, FC Dallas homes the Brimstone Cup right now. So uh, I got that for us. <laughs> Weird, because normally it appears at my house randomly and it hasn't done that yet. <laughs> um, so, actually, yeah, speaking of those, those streams are, are, are cool. Um, I... You know, it'd be great to see more people uh, watching those and and mm-hmm. contributing to those because they are they are a charitable uh, donation event. Um, but getting to see you know you and the the other EMLS players, you know, having a having a, a few games and and uh, really the 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 interaction in that. Uh, I think you know Michael does a, a great job of uh, moderating those and. Uh, it's it's great. I mean, uh, who who are you playing this week? So this week I'm playing Dulsta actually. Um, you know, I've played so far. I've played the first week that we did it. We played L, uh, LAFC Remy Martin. Um, he kind of t- he took that win. Um, and then second week I played uh, Jay Adams from Minnesota. I took that win. Then the week after that, I played one of my best friends in the EMLS scene, who I was actually friends with before. We both signed with, uh, you know, our respective clubs. Colorado, Gonzo, I beat him as well. And then this week, I beat um, Chicago's player, which is uh, BITW. So, so upcoming, I'll be playing Dulsta uh, on Friday, I believe. They changed it instead of Saturday. It's going to be done on Friday this week instead. Um, so, you know, that works perfectly for me. Uh, you know, I'm excited to play him. Whenever I played him at EMLS, I believe we tied, um, whenever we played in Portland. So that was another game right there that I should have won, that I had a chance late on in the game and I just missed it. Um, he actually tackled me, uh, again. So I had two chances late in the game against Dulsta, uh, some EMLS, uh, history. Um, I had a chance in like the 85th minute, I missed it. And then I had a chance again in like the 92nd minute. Last man back, he just tackled me. He did not care. He got the red card, but the game ended. Um, so, I mean, you know, that's what you got to do to get the point sometimes. And, you know, he felt like that was what he had to do. So definitely looking for some revenge against him. Uh, but he's a great guy, really cool dude, really cool, humble uh, guy. And, uh, you know, it'll be a good game for sure. Definitely. And, uh and the first uh, big transfer in, in EMLS, uh, that moved from Philly to Nashville. Yeah, that's crazy, right? Like, there was a full-on transfer, you know? He uh, he went from one team to another. Um, you know, I, I'm trying to think of if there's anybody that's done that, but I don't think so. I mean, I, just I new people came it. in. Yeah, it was... Yeah. It was I mean, it's, it's interesting. I, I, you know, I definitely appreciate more the value of of you you representing your actual team um mm-hmm. but i mean it's it's cool to have the opportunity I, I think it was uh they they paid his uh 
they paid his ride for uh, the rest of his studies at Temple, which is mm-hmm. that's pretty yeah. sweet to say. Hey, but, I'm coming out with no student debt. Yeah, absolutely. You know, Nashville gave him a great offer, and you know, I'm sure that's what he wanted. So, you know, all all credit goes out to him. He deserved it. You know, he was he was the best player in FIFA 19 in North America last year. So, um, you know, he deserves it, and uh, you know, I wish him the best of luck in the future as well, and hope that. You know, the success continues, uh, just not against me, but, you know, <laughs> anywhere in life, for sure. So we'll be able to see you on Friday on the, uh, it's on the FC Dallas Twitch page, right? Right, FC Dallas Twitch page. And then after FC Dallas Twitch, after it goes, after the FC Dallas stream, I will be streaming over on my channel and I'll be playing some weekend league uh, on my account and just, you know, just hanging out with, uh, you know, anybody who wants to come and hang out. Um, you know, it's always, I like talking to people as much as I possibly can. As you guys, as you can see, I talk a lot. So, um, you know, anytime people just want to come by and hang out, you know, I'm, I'm live on my own Twitch channel as well after the, after that. And, uh, we'll definitely, uh, definitely in- include the, uh, the links for that everywhere. Um, and if people do stop by, uh, occasionally they may see a couple of FC Dallas players stop by as well, right? Oh yeah. I mean, absolutely. You know, I'm. Cool. Like I talk to Fafa a lot. I talk to uh, Jesus a lot. You know, me, you know, he's always trying to play with me on FIFA and all that stuff. And schedules have been kind of kind of rough lately. But you know, me and uh, Jesus definitely played uh, some co-op seasons together on stream. So that was a good time. Um, and it always is with those guys. Uh, you know, they're great. They're great guys. Um, and you know, it's always fun just talking to them, picking their brains about you know. Like how like their favorite moment as like a you know MLS player and a lot of them it's like their first international or their first goal their first appearance or something like that and obviously Jesus did both in the same game so you know that's definitely a special moment for him and it's just cool to just like talk to them pick their brains about like traveling and all that stuff is just so cool being a life of a pro athlete is just very cool so you know it's cool to uh, get a chance to talk to them for sure. So uh, playing. Jesus and Fafa pretty pretty regularly. Who's the better player? Uh, don't put me on the spot like that. Oh, <laughs> don't okay. put me on the spot like that. That's, uh, you know, they're both great players. Um, you know, I, I I honestly don't even know. I'm I'm actually trying to give you an answer, but you know, just thinking about it, they're both great players. I don't, you know, Fafa has his like, you know, Fafa knows what he's doing, but so does Jesus. Man, they're yeah, I don't even know. Like, I don't even know. They're both so good. I obviously, I, I've, I've, you know, gotten the better of both of them whenever we've played. But um, they both put up great matchups against me. So, you know, I, I don't want to. I'm not going to say anything because I can't pick. I remember when we spoke a couple of weeks ago. You mentioned that uh, you you t- uh, told Fafa he should uh, go for his pro card. Yeah, absolutely, Fafa especially like you guys saw like from the live event uh from the MLS tournament special Fafa was doing a lot of things right you know he wasn't he was playing sound defensively he was playing good offensively he knew what he was doing so I just kind of feel like you know he should go start playing some ultimate teams contact EA tell them hey I want my pro card and then he should let me use it um you know so he should just be doing (laughs) He should just definitely get on that ultimate team grind. So should Jesus, man. They, uh, I told them both about it, 
and uh, I just kind of feel like it'd be really cool to see them build their ultimate team and see who they would put, especially with their pro cards, you know. Essentially, all pro cards are good enough. You can play them anywhere, uh, but they're both obviously strikers, so I'm sure they put themselves up top. That's cool. Uh, you know, you need to uh, to get the entire roster going and, and have, like, a real uh, real co-op seasons there. Oh, I would, I would absolutely love to do that. That would be so much fun. Like a pro clubs team or yeah, something like, like that? Like with actual yeah. FC Dallas. Yeah, that would be so much fun, actually. You know what? I'm going to see what I can do. I can, I'm definitely going to see what I can do and try to get that going. Uh, so the tournament special, you know, it was very cool uh, getting to see um, FS1 on FS1, as we sort of mentioned. Coming into the uh, the last uh, the last week before the the semis and the final, for, you know, for, from what you've seen the first three weeks and and who you know, who's your pick to win it all? Uh, my pick to win it all is honestly the Atlanta. Pa- I'm gonna put Atlanta to win it all. They got Paulo Neto, who's the fourth ranked player in the world, not just in America or in North America or like this man. Atlanta went to Brazil. They they got a player that was literally one of the best players in the world, not just from weekend league or anything like that. For, like he makes every single event. He made like he's. I, I honestly don't think anybody can beat him. So um, I would put all my money on Atlanta. If I was, I would put all my money on them. Is he uh, is he new with Atlanta this year? Yeah. So they had rated Hugo last year, and then they went. And got Paulo Neto this year. Wow. Yeah. And they they went, I'm telling you, they went out to Brazil and they just got their talent, which is a lot of people in MLS. I'll tell you, are uh, very not. They think it's uh, they think it's a little unfair. Uh, just I guess just because he's also so good, and you know he he doesn't even live in America. He lives in Brazil. So I'm just gonna put all my money on him. Definitely. What's what's the mix like between guys who are local in their MLS market and and who are kind of outsourced like that? Um, I don't really know many that are outsourced. I want to say maybe maybe like one or two other ones are outsourced. Maybe like the Vancouver kid, uh, Extra. I don't think he lives actually in Vancouver. I think he lives somewhere in Canada, but not in Vancouver. Um. But I, I believe everybody else is pretty close to their market. I know Gonzo, uh, he lives uh, right next to, Den- like he lives in Denver, so obviously him and Colorado Rapids works out perfectly. I know Remy lives, which is the LAFC guy, he lives in LA, so does, <clears throat> excuse me, um, LA Galaxy's player lives in LA, and you know Diddy, George, they both live in New York, and they're the, both the New York players, so... You know, I kind of want to say that they're both definitely, uh, you know, or everybody pretty much is as local as possible, which I think is the best thing to do it, honestly. Um, obviously, Houston, Mamito lives in Houston. Um, sorry, I'm just kind of naming off everybody right yeah, now. Yeah, I'd be sorry if I lived in Houston, too. <laughs> yeah, uh, I know, me too. <laughs> My cousin actually lives in Houston, uh, but he's a diehard FC Dallas fan, too. So That's, that's good, then. Yeah, so... Um, yeah, yeah, I definitely kind of feel like most teams are all local grown players, no, I guess you can say. Definitely. And that's that's a good thing. I mean, you you want to engage supporters and kind of get them on board with with the MLS team and um you know, make the the call. Cool, and I know a lot of people say 
they can't get into esports and you know I, I can't get into Overwatch League personally. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like playing Rocket League, but watching it is gives me a headache. Um, right. But I feel like <laughs> FIFA is is good because it's it's your teams, it's players in your area. It's it's something that you kind of it's easier to digest as a as a soccer fan, and certainly mm-hmm. I, I feel you can get on board with. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely people that are like fighting for the badge. I guess you can say, you know, people are excited to represent their not just their team, but they're also representing their city, you know, their state, you know, like, that's something that's crazy to me, you know, um, it's just, it's, it's really cool to get behind someone, like, that's just, it's like, essentially, it's just, you're rooting for them because they are, you know, your, your, like, essentially, like, your player, like, your, of your team that you love, and that's what we are, like, you know, we're, we're, we're not, athletes not professional athletes but we're still professionals in what we do and some people say oh no you're a professional athlete you're a professional athlete but i'm just like i mean oh yeah i'm a professional in a set like you know professional athlete in a way i guess but you know i I use i'm more virtual than you know i kind of feel like it's great i feel like every team in mls should have a player i know there's like three or four teams that don't have a player and i just kind of feel like it's weird um you know, like, give people something to stand behind besides just the, you know, like, like virtually, like, you know, because we're on, we're doing stuff more times than, you know, the real players in a sense, like, you know, they can't go watch their practices, really. They can't do that. Like, we get on, we stream, we make YouTube videos, some of us do, anyway. And, you know, we're just, like, we're putting out content for the team, supporting the team, doing all that stuff. And it's just something that you can just support, whether or not it's, you know, I don't watch Overleague either, like, I don't watch, or the Overwatch League, or Rocket League, or anything like that. I honestly just straight, stick to straight, you know, FIFA, just because, um, even, like, before I was a pro player, you know, I was always, like, watching people play FIFA, just because, you know, I guess, you know, I guess I was competitive too, but it was just interesting, like, it's entertainment at the end of the day, like, it's something to watch, you know what I mean? So... For me, I just, I just feel like it's uh, something that a lot of people should get behind. Um, EMLS is probably the most talented overall league in the world uh, for esports in FIFA. You know, G- German has its own league, you know, Premier League and all that stuff. But I still feel like we have some of the top players in the world all in one league. So it's it's really fun, and people should easily get behind it. Absolutely, and you know, hopefully we'll see uh, see the numbers on the streams bumping up. I, I seem to remember um, when you played Remy Martin at um, LAFC, put out a thing that I think it was like eighteen thousand people were watching the stream. That's mm-hmm. I mean, that's more than turns up for an FC Dallas game when it sells out. <laughs> yeah, you know, LAFC just I don't know they're. They got their diehard fans. They're doing something, you know. They're, uh, you know, they're. I don't even know. I don't even know how they're doing it. They're promoting it every day, every week, every second. They're doing something. They're making sure that people know we're streaming at this time. We're going to be doing this and all that stuff. So, you know, their their fan base is incredible. Obviously, so is Dallas's, but LAFC right now they have so much hype behind them. So. And, you know, Remy's a great player, too. They got, you know, Max, you know, commentating over the game. And it's just, 
know, they got a full production side going on for sure. That's really cool. That is that is uh, that is awesome. I guess the dream is uh, having Followwell uh, commentating on FIFA now. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, that's that's it, it, it's going to be there for sure. That would be awesome. I'm sure he'd be up for it as well. For the uh, the the FIFA players out there, um, favorite FC Dallas player to to play on FIFA. To play on FIFA. I mean. I, so Jesus has actually been carrying me on FIFA. You know, he has four-star weak foot, three-star skills. Now they upgraded him. So he's been killing it for me. He scores like a hat-trick a game for me. So, you know, he's so good on FIFA. So is Reggie. He's so fast. Um, you know, I'm just, you know, if, if I get cut out of position defensively, I, I know that I can rely on him to uh, be there and just stop my opponent. So I'm definitely going to put those two up there. Uh, Hedges is obviously tank in the in the mid uh in the back line sorry and then you got obviously santos just in the midfield just winning every ball before it even gets to my defense so you know i definitely think those are my top players to use um they're they're honestly they they are why i win in my uh competitions for sure um do you use uh tanner testman much i know since they uh they added him into the game they they made him insanely good. They added him in, yeah, I saw that. And uh, I used him whenever we did like the 85 rated with Chicago. Um, he was probably the most well-rounded player that I've used, definitely. He was really good. Um, you know, he's, uh, he's a great player, you know. Five-star um, weak foot, too. Yep. I, I, whenever I saw that, I was like, ooh, you know, I got to... I gotta definitely put him in the starting squad, and you know he was he was really fun to play with for sure. I was very he had the most well-rounded stats out of anybody for sure. It's kind of funny because uh, you know when he signed his pro deal, um, he has his own podcast with uh, uh, goodness my uh, Johan Gomez and Judson Burns, so both played in the academy, mm-hmm. and he kind of made a joke about you know if I had a FIFA card, it'd be this, 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 and this, and it. Every bit of it was what went into the game. Oh, really? No, I never, so, I never knew that. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah. I think, think everyone should just uh, make their own stats up now. Everybody needs to also just get their pro cards. Like, any, if any FC Dallas players are listening to this, do me a favor. Get your pro card. Contact EA. Contact. Do something. Get your pro card. Get your three free icons and just start tearing people up. And let's just start playing against each other for sure. So, so what is the what does the pro card consist of? So it's like a it's a special design too. It's just like ninety nine everything. They could be a defender. They would have ninety nine attacking, ninety nine defense, ninety nine like passing, dribbling, pace, everything. It's just a cracked out card, the best card you could possibly get, and obviously no one can buy it. EA just gives it gifts it to you as long as you verify your account with them and all that stuff. So. Um, I'm pretty sure that's how you do it. There might be like a few things in the background that you probably have to do as well, but you know, it's just an overly insane, powerful card that you could be using, and just obviously, it's a great time. You know, like EA also gives you, like three free icons, any icons. So usually, people get either Hullet or you know R9 or Ronaldinho or something like that, just to, like fill out their team around them, and then you know, just start enjoying yourself and start playing and. You know, because that's where, honestly, the more fun is. I don't think Seasons um, is as fun as Ultimate Team. Once I found Ultimate Team, I honestly stopped playing other games. You know, like, 
So that's that's my opinion on it. Yeah, we get to see uh, some of the players getting competitive with each other. I know, uh, mm. you know, Matt Hedges was always the big gamer. Now Reggie, uh, but they're all they're all playing around on Modern Warfare and and uh, and Fortnite um, and stuff like that. And it's like, no, get Modern Warfare is a lot of fun. I will say, uh, if I'm not playing FIFA, I'm definitely on Warzone. So if any of them want to play with me as well, you know, I uh, you know I'm pretty good at it. Uh, so if they want to play, just let me know. And someday I'll even get past the little training ground you have to do first. <laughs> Absolutely. No, whenever you do, you let me know. <laughs> it's 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 really fun. The game the game is really fun. They did a really good job with it. Definitely. Yeah. It's. Uh, I mean, I, I kind of I, I definitely fell out of love with the games after the yeah, the first Modern Warfare. Uh, didn't really like the online play too much, and then the games just started falling apart quite a bit. Uh, mm-hmm. Actually, I, I remember. I, Every time I talk to Matt Hedges, it's always, "Hey, what are you playing now?" And you know, asking his opinion on games. And he he uh, went out of his way to tell me not to buy Call of Duty World War Two because I was like, "Oh, cool, they're getting back to what they would originally did really well." And he's like, "No, it's terrible. Don't buy it." I didn't listen to him. I wish I did. <laughs> oh yeah, I actually like that one. So maybe Matt has maybe Matt's a hardcore Call of Duty player. I need to ask him a few things. Actually, the crazy thing about Matt Hedges is this is kind of like a fanboy story. Before I signed with FC Dallas, and I like I was like going into like the meeting and all that stuff to meet everybody, um, I saw Matt Hedges in the parking lot, and I wanted to go up to him and say, hey, like, you know, how are you doing? Like, he had, he had no idea who I was or anything like that, but I just, I wanted to just say something. But I did it. Um, I kind of regret it. I just let him go. I was like, ah, you know, he, he's doing his thing. And then he was actually the first FC Dallas player to follow me on Twitter whenever uh, whenever I saw, like, whenever my announcement went live that I signed with FC Dallas. So I haven't talked to him, but, you know, that's just a funny story, actually. So uh, he, he was definitely one of the first uh, Twitch adopters that, that I knew. Um so you know, there's a good chance when you're streaming over the weekend, he'll be uh, he'll be sitting there watching. Uh, he's more than welcome. I'd love to you know talk to him about a few things. You know, see, pick his brain on a few things as well. So uh, you know, they're all welcome. You know, I'd love to also play against them too. Play with them on Call of Duty. I feel like that'd be really fun. You know, we could also stream like a squad Call of Duty. You know, if anybody wants to play. So I feel like that'd be a really good time. That'd be cool. Uh, Beats some of the stuff. I remember the players used to really be into the mobile games, like the Clash of Clans, uh, Boom mm-hmm. Beach. If you get to uh, to see them on some some real games and, and streaming some stuff, would be would be fantastic. Yeah, especially like you know, right now. I mean, training. I, I saw that a few trainings. Uh, like some teams can start training and all that stuff. So, you know, hopefully they still have some time, and we can definitely get those going for sure. Definitely. Well, um, you know, thank you ever so much for for joining us. Um, where can people find you on on Twitch and and on social media? Yeah, absolutely. And thank you again so much for having me. Thank you for letting me just ramble, ramble, ramble. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, and if anybody wants to talk to me, get a few questions in uh, or anything, you can come and follow me on Twitter. I just start tweeting more. That's one thing. I, I just like I, I I'm always on Twitter. I see almost every tweet, but I don't tweet. So uh, if you fo- want to follow me on Twitter, my Twitter is at i9ebs i9ibbs. 
Um, so if you want to follow me on there, that'd be much appreciated. And then also I will be streaming more frequently on Twitch, twitch.tv slash i9ebs. And I will definitely, uh, you know, look forward to talking to all of you guys on there. And again, thank you to Dan and everybody for having me on the podcast. It's been a great, great opportunity for me. Um, you know, third degree, you guys are doing an amazing job. So keep it up, and uh, hopefully we can talk again soon. Definitely look forward to it, and, uh, you know, apologize in advance for uh, some terrible uh, FIFA uh, or PS4 friend request you're going to get now. Oh, no, you're fine. Bring it on in. It's all good. <laughs> I mean, as uh, the supporters groups definitely have a lot of people who are, are into uh, into playing FIFA. I've been trying mm-hmm. to convince them to have a tournament uh, or something. You know, That'd be fun. The crazy thing is is that I've seen a lot of people like doing like a tournament and all that stuff like that I'm in a like, group of, you know, like for you know, like my fan groups, like either Arsenal or FC or something like that. I just don't join because I feel bad. Like, I don't tell people. So no one really... I don't broadcast to people, hey, I'm FC Dallas Pro, like, on social media. I have a specific Twitter for my, you know, FIFA, like, you know, i9ebs and all that stuff. But outside, no one knows that I'm the FC Dallas Pro, unless, like, they're, like, close friends or something like that. So I just kind of... I don't want it to be unfair, I guess, in a sense. I just kind of, you know... I want people to have fun, and I don't like joining in these tournaments. But you guys, I'll, I would love to like see who wins, and then maybe whoever wins can play me. So it'd be a it'd be a cool shout for sure. That that would be awesome. Um, and you know what? Don't feel bad about beating anyone. Um, I remember when the supporters did a twenty four hour tailgate at the start mm-hmm. of the year. Uh, they used to have a company based out of uh, out of Collin Creek Mall. It was they would mm-hmm. come out and set up a, a little system do a FIFA tournament and you would suddenly see like a dozen kids that had never been to an FC Dallas game before and they would just wipe the floor of everyone. (laughs) Uh, And you know what? That's fair enough. People had fun. (laughs) They got some money at the end of it. Everybody kind of won. Yeah, I mean, you never know. There are some hidden freaks out there that have no idea how good they actually are. You know, I mean, look at me. You know, I... I, uh, out of nowhere, within a full year, I was, you know, in the top. So, you know, you never know. People will definitely surprise you. Well, I know that's not me. <laughs> you never know. You, you never know. Well, thanks again, Ehab. And thank you also, FC Dallas Curious fan. We will be back next week as Buzz resumes his oral history of the Dallas Burn and FC Dallas. So uh, join us once again on Third Degree, the podcast.